What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Sunday Lead Screamers podcast. I'm your host of today's show, Steve McCutcheon, along with my one co-host, Vino Anazelli. How are we doing, boy? What's going on, Steve? No Michael today. We dropped his ass. We are one short on today's show. For anyone that's listened to us before, we're usually a group of three. Our one friend was too good to come on with us tonight and hang out because he's hanging out in, I think, Houston or Austin, Texas. Austin, I think it is, yeah. Austin, yeah, on a uh, bachelor party weekend, so... Congrats, Mike. Have fun. We'll tweet out his location in case you want to go kick his ass. Yeah, we won't mind. <laughs> but before we start the show, take a second for us real quick. Like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Sunday Lead Screamers. And then also follow us on Twitter for any updates on World Football, Premier League, and United States Men's National Team at slscreamers underscore pod. But let's get the show on the road. Today we had the Champions League yes. group stage draw. And I'm thoroughly excited. It's a great yep. time to be alive. I, I, this is my favorite time of year. Season's back underway everywhere, and Champions League comes out, and you know what kind of mouth-watering ties you're going to get, like Pep Guardiola meeting Messi in the first round, you know? all It's good to be back. Absolutely, man. We had the United States men's national team roster drop today, too, for the mm-hmm. World Cup qualifiers, but we'll actually have a show on that next week, and hopefully uh, maybe even someone guest visiting us. We'll see. What's your third, see. first uh, thought, Steve, on the, on the groups? I, dude, I, don't, I feel like I say this every year, but I, I thought this, I thought it was just stacked everywhere. Yeah. Did it not like, right? I feel like there's so many name brand teams in there that we, that are, I don't know. It just seems like it's every team's loaded for whatever reason. I feel about the way I feel about the groups is the same way I felt about the Premier League this year, where the better teams, everyone's just elevated. I mean, you can't say literally everybody because Barcelona lost Messi, obviously, and things of that nature, but every group, this time around kind of panned out where you look at it and you, you're thinking, okay, I probably know this team is going to go through, but that second spot's up for grabs in almost every single group. There's, there's not Most many. Part. Yeah. There's not many things where you can be like, all right, they're, they're done. You know, obviously poor club Bruges. If anyone didn't see uh, group a is Manchester city, PSG, Leipzig, and then club Bruges. So I think that one you're able to say maybe three of the four have a chance realistically, but you never know, man. You really, you really yeah, don't. You know. Competition is the strangest thing sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, the only the only group I I think I would imagine is pretty much like a definite two going through is Inter and Real. Uh, Moldo team that we'll we'll go over later. Yeah, you, you broke up a little bit there, but I, I heard what you said, and my only problem with that is that's Group D is the same group as last year with. Inter Milan, Real Madrid, and Shakhtar Donetsk. The only thing missing is Mucin Gladbach last year. So they replaced them with first-time Champions League. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this. Sheriff uh, Tiraspol, I think it is. This is their first time in the Champions League. And Steve, you said this is the first country, first team from from what country? Molde, uh, Mold- Moldova. Maldives. Yeah. No, no, Moldova. Moldova, different. sorry. Yeah, a little different there, bud. Yeah, not Maldives. I'm, I'm ready to go on vacation. Um, I don't blame you. <laughs> I think outside of that, maybe, maybe just Group A. With Bayern Munich and Barcelona. Otherwise, pretty damn wide open this year. Yeah, it, re- it really is, man. I, honestly, you're down to just go like through the groups A, A, yeah. A through H and just kind of like, you were taking everything on it. All right, so you already gave away the hint already, but uh, we got Mans in Group A, Man City, PSG, uh, Red Bull Lisbon, and Club Rouge. You got a little bit of oil money in there. We got an American head coach. Got a lot of oil money in there. A lot of oil money up yeah. in there. Probably the only two teams that really had a chance at Lionel Messi from leaving Barcelona, and they just happened to get put together. So that should yeah. be interesting to watch out. Yeah, I feel good. bad for the group 
winner, whoever has to place the play the beat uh, the second place team out of this group, that kind of sucks for them. Yeah, unfortunate. I mean, you're talking about City and PSG have to be top three. That's two of the top three contenders to win the tournament this year, in my opinion. I and think they're actually one and two. If you if you look at the sports books, they're is they're it one and two for sports books? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's hard not to see them making a very deep run in this tournament and to have them in the same group. Nuts. Although, I, I will say, I think Leipzig is going to give them good, good games. That's a well-drilled team even before um, Marsh showed up, and, and he's he's done well with them so far, too. Yeah, and Man City, we know them have had some classic group yeah. or knockout stage uh, blunders, we'll, we'll call them. I don't know. Just absolutely just shithousery happens to them sometimes. My, so my maybe only, it happens in the group stage this time. We'll see. I hope so. My only problem with uh, my only problem for Leipzig right now is that you know how third place teams drop down to the Europa League and what's six of the top eight do so. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough for them to accrue points, knowing they have to play City and PSG a total of four times. Do you think that's going to? I mean, you have to assume they're probably going to take points off of Bruges, but if they drop even a single point against Bruges, and the most they can get is four, assuming they lose the other games against the two favorites. That's going to be mm-hmm. tough for them to get in the Europa League at that point. Yeah, no, no doubt. Actually, there's a really funny video. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter or not, Instagram, wherever it was posted. Um, Tyler Adams, when he heard the groups, mm-hmm. he saw that. He just like, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if I saw PSG and City get pulled in my group, I feel the same way. Especially him. like He's playing defensive mid. He's literally just going to have yeah. Messi, Neymar, and Bop, if Mbappé will say, uh, just running at him right there. Then mm-hmm. on the Man City side, God knows who the hell is going to be running at him there. So. He's going to have his work cut out for him uh, for in sure. those group stage matches. Poor guy. Just put up a beach yeah, there, relax, because they're going to take off past him regardless. Yeah, no no doubt, dude. We uh, Actually, speaking of an American like that, we do potentially have a record. We set the record last year for mm-hmm. uh, most ever. That was 10 in the group stages. This year, depending on who moves clubs and stuff along those lines, we might have 12. It's something yeah. like that right now. So that's pretty, it's pretty cool. We just, you know, setting ourselves another record right there. Yeah, I think this is now three years in a row where the record for Champions League appearance, not appearances, but for players represented by the clubs in the Champions League has has increased year over year. I'll take it. Hey, man, that United States men's national team depth's getting bigger and bigger. So hey, whatever we can do. Regular. But um, who, do you, who do you, I mean, I can't see anyone other than Man City's great, but PSG, I, you got to put them in first place, right? Yeah, I... I, I think a lot of that's going to depend on what happens with Mbappe's future working under the assumption where we stand now, where he's still on the PSG team, in my opinion, he should stay for this year. Um, yeah, I, I put PSG at top of the group at City, a close, close second. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I mean, they're going to beat each other up a little bit, although I don't know. It's... I don't see any draws between them, and that's my, my concern with the – I don't think they're going to draw a single game between the two of these guys. I mean, they've met a couple times over the past couple of years, and it's – it's always been a, just a very fast-paced, open game, the way both teams like to play. Pochettino knows City, and, and Pep knows Pochettino, so it's going gonna, gonna to be an interesting battle. That is true. That is true. I mean, I mean, Grant, like, we're recording this on a Thursday right now after the group stage uh, yeah. came out, so you're talking Mbappe might not be there. Ronaldo might be going to Man City. A lot of things <laughs> could change in a matter of time. So Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a, a shift in power right there? Oh, my God. Dude, everyone from – like, and I get it, like – we're Chelsea fans. We saw Eden Hazard go to Real. Well, no, I, so we saw that. I was okay with that. He was out of the league, but if he came back and like went to like Tottenham, like does that yeah, like that sour a little bit? Yeah, that would have that would have hurt. Like 
Hazard's a club legend for us. I'm not saying Ronaldo isn't for Man U, but he definitely had a way better time at Real Madrid, and like, like he would ne- he would never go play for Barcelona. Mm-mm. So Agreed. like, if he's willing to do the Man City thing, I don't I don't think it's that like necessarily that big of a deal for them. But I mean, I th- yeah. I'm also not a Man U fan. I I can't speak for him. Without delving too far out of Champions League, do you think he's going to do it? Because I think he's going to do it. I think his ego is going to get in the way with Messi being on a super team like PSG, and he needs to make the same type of move. It would be awesome to watch him in the group stage, though. I'm not going to lie. Right. I'd love to see that. But there's what? There's two to four clubs at most, and they're all Premier League teams that really could use him, and they have the money to buy him and then mm-hmm. like hold his wages like through, obviously, the COVID times and everything yeah. like that. So he wants out of Juve. There's a buyer right there. You got to go. We'll see. We shall see. But yeah, I'm going to take PSG first as of right now. Uh, Man City second. Lesbing. I think they're going to put up a pretty good fight. I don't think this group is going to be done until at least the fifth or sixth game week. Agreed. At at the very earliest. I wouldn't be shocked if it goes to the last day. I don't think they're going to roll over by any means. Jesse Marsh is that type of coach and typically gets the best out of his squad most most weeks. So, And then Bruce. Sorry, you just got a really bad draw. Poor guys. Yeah, unfortunate. See you next year. Yeah. On the group B, we I don't think it's even debatable, honestly. I'm not gonna say that. This is definitely a group of death. Yeah. You gotta think group of death because all the teams have a a relatively decent chance of progressing. Yeah, absolutely. You got Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Porto, and AC Milan. AC Milan's back there for the first time, I think, since 2014 or 15. One of the it's one of those years. So they've been gone for a little while, but they're back. They're obviously a household name and they've brought in a bunch of players and made themselves definitely a stronger squad. Yeah. Porto made round of eight last year, right? They're quarterfinals against Chelsea. Correct. Cause it was, it was um, athletic go first yeah. and they played Porto. So they're there. Liverpool's won the competition and the premier league recently. Atletico just won La Liga. It don't, it really don't get top of yeah. that, man. Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting. I, I have to give the edge, obviously, to Atletico and Liverpool just because Liverpool's back and looking at business. I think a big test is going to be this weekend at Chelsea, so we'll see how they're, how they're able to play against a bigger club. Maybe that'll give us a little more insight moving forward. But, I mean, Diego Simeone, he knows what he's doing. He, he, he's led Atletico Madrid deep in this competition just year after year after year, so you can never count them out. Personally, I think Atletico Madrid is the strongest team in this group. They – they beat Liverpool, was it last year or the year before that as well? AC Milan, while they have improved over the years, the last couple of years and since they've been in the tournament, they're the last Italian team to actually win it all the way back in 2010. Oh, wow. um, I just don't think they're going to they're gonna have the legs for it. I just, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to play the entire season with a not so deep squad and still have the quality without injuries to make it to the final or anything like that. And regardless of the final, even getting through the group, I don't see them being able to handle Liverpool's pressure and speed. And they, uh, with teams that have been playing together, coached the way that Klopp and Simeone do for five, six years. You know, you know what I mean? Mm. No, absolutely. So, I, I completely understand. Um, so I'm, I would probably take Liverpool first in this group. I like the, what they do offensively and defensively. Atletico scares me a little bit in a group stage mm. uh, format in a knockout round where – Simonelli is pretty much a mastermind, especially defensively, and he can play a different way than you would in a group stage. Their scoring scares me just a tad bit. Obviously, Suarez just came off a six season and stuff. But if you – obviously, over a six-game span, I would imagine they squeak it out over Porto, but I wouldn't count Porto out without any means. They, they got to the round of eight last year. So I'd probably put Liverpool first. I'd let it go second. 
a Porto, a close, very close third. I think they could possibly squeak it and then Milan fourth. I agree. Even as good as Milan was in the, in the league last year, they were atrocious um, last year in, in European competition. Gotcha. I gotcha. Um, on the group C, relative. We have Borussia Dortmund, mm-hmm. AX, Besticas, and Sporting uh, Lisbon. Yeah. Another one completely open. I initial thoughts. I'm taking Ajax and Dortmund in this round with Sporting a close a close three and four between them and Besiktas. I don't. I think the gap between two and three is going to be a little bit bigger, and it's going to be a battle for one and two, and then a battle for three and four at the bottom. Just using at the Europa League spot for this. Uh, they have Erling Broad Highland. You don't rule out a team with Erling Broad Highland leading your front line. You know he's going to get 15 goals in the in the first round as usual. Um, Again, though, just another group where you look at and you go, this, these teams are just well-matched against one another. It's just going to be a fun group to watch. Yeah, absolutely. You have Ajax right there. They're most, probably one of the most offensive teams mm-hmm. uh, in that group, without a doubt. Uh, Dortmund the same way. You have Holland up front. Those would probably be my two uh, picks right away to possibly win it. Uh, you got Sporting, obviously coming off a, off a league win, and then Bastikas. It's tough, man. It's mm. it's just one of those that's completely, completely wide open. We're gonna sound like broken records, but that's kind of the way the draw shook out this time around. They really did, man. It's it's so tough to predict. It really is. I I just can't see. I mean, Dortmund kept Holland for a reason. He's been scoring nonstop already, assisting nonstop. I can't see them going out of this group, Mm-mm. especially in the state in the group stage. And then yeah. Ajax every single year just comes with absolute fire. And I still wish they had that Cinderella run to the finals. Yep. Years. That still hurts. I actually uh, have Ajax winning this group with Dortmund following behind them. I think Dortmund's a little inconsistent. You see that in the league. And and honestly, every competition they play, they're a little inconsistent. Maybe because maybe it's the youth or what, what have you. But I have Ajax taking this group by very narrow margins. That I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked by that. I'll probably take Dortmund first, Ajax second, just based off kind of the um, – the difference between the German league and, and uh, the Netherlands, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're spot on with that. Dortmund's a very funky team. And I honest to God, it sounds, it's going to sound funny, but I don't bet them anymore. I've had you so can't, many, you can't. I've had so many for <laughs> sure parlays get busted because of them. Yeah. I just can't, I can't do it anymore. They're like one of those teams where you look at them, you're like, Oh, those are great odds. And you're just like, no, I'm not going down this road again. I can't do it. Dude, they, they could beat Real Madrid 4-0 and then the next day lose to Burnley 3-0. It's just that type of team. 100%, dude, 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Dortmund first, Ajax second, uh, Sporting third, and Bastikas fourth uh, in, that, yep. in, that, in that order. Um, sporting, it wouldn't, be sh- it wouldn't shock me. I don't, I don't, again, I don't think this group's going to be decided very early at all. I think it's going to go down pretty far, mm-hmm. uh, at least till probably the last match week, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I would just switch my number one and two, but otherwise, I agree. Yeah, need to, need to get some uh, dark horses in here, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, group D, as you already mentioned before, is just missing Gladbach right now. Otherwise, they are the same exact group as last year. We got Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Shakhtar, and then Sheriff. It's another tough one. Shakhtar's not – they're not rolling over either. I'm, I know they definitely beat Real Madrid once last year. Yeah. And they also scored a, a, a crap ton of goals. So, 
comes back to what we were saying about Mbappe if he moves. That, I mean, that the one player can change the whole dynamic of that team. I still think Real Madrid, Real Madrid are good enough to top that group. I think losing Lukaku and changing a manner, losing someone like Antonio Conte, even though Inter did play very well in the opening week week or two mm-hmm. of the Serie A season, I just think that the Real Madrid team is – this is their pedigree. They're built for this competition. This is what they are. They don't care about La Liga. They care about Champions League. It's what they're here for. Dude, they, I yeah, think that four out of five run that they had. Yeah, I, I think they're I think they're going to end up topping the group. I think Inter Milan is going to give them a couple of, of tough games. They might even take a point off of them here and there. But I think generally Real Madrid will have a fairly easy run to the top of the table. And I think it's going to be Inter and Shakhtar vying for that second spot in a pretty close matchup. I haven't seen too much on Inter uh, recently. Obviously, I know they're uh, they're on a fire sale, so they yeah. lost a lot of people. They lost a coach. They lost their best scorer. Is uh, Martinez still there? Yeah, he's he's there for right now. I don't think he's going to end up leaving this year. I mean, it's, it's too close for the deadline. They the opening weekend they played. They uh, I think they won two zero. It was a, I mean they they look pretty good. It's not like they look poor at all, but that's tough. I, I you lose such large pieces though. And that really starts to take a toll on your team, especially me and Lukaku, dude. That's there's half your attack. I'm gonna take Real Madrid first. I'm gonna go Shakhtar second. I'm gonna go mm. Inter third and Sheriff fourth. If I really just hope the guy Sheriff scores a goal. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. Wouldn't want to see them get shut out on their way on their first first trip there. Yeah, honestly, I did, like them. If they take a couple points in in general, like that's a, a massive success for them. If they beat Real. That'd be great, actually. Personally, but... That'd be funny. On the Group E, we got Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Benfica, and Dynamo Kev. Yeah, this is this is probably one of the only groups that I looked at and we're like, it's kind of a no-brainer who's going through here. I Bayern's going to top this group without a doubt, and Barcelona's going to be second. And then it, the way the group shook out in order of draw is exactly how it's going to finish, in my opinion. Kiev's going to get the bottom... Benfica in third, and then Barcelona two and Bayern one. Yeah, I'm not going to argue on that like one bit at all, actually. Yeah, um, it's going to be fine just to kind of see the rematch of uh, Bayern and Barcelona <laughs> after that massive 8-2 ass whooping that they gave yeah. them. I think it was a 2020? Right? So yes. The COVID year. Yes. The year they won the league. They won, they won the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So that would be interesting to see. Right Nicely after they whooped Chelsea's ass. Let's chill. Let's chill. <laughs> now nah, we put up a fight up until like the 60th minute of the second yeah, leg, then and then it went downhill very quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. How about Byron? Actually, did you, see, did you see that cup match that they had the other day? Twelve nothing. Yeah, it's probably twelve nothing by like the 80th minute. Too. That was ridiculous. That was, it was just rude. I mean, granted, it's a fifth year side and everything. But yeah, that was but just still. I saw some like people that usually start for them. And I'm like, is that necessary? Yeah, Lura Sane scored. I was like, okay. <laughs> you could have took the Byron two team, called everybody up for one match day, and just been like, see you later. When your team is but, that deep, you might as well, right? Yeah, so that was interesting to watch. It's just kind of fun fact for everybody. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't see anyone. I think Barcelona, even though you know they lost Messi, their talent's just too different uh, from Kiev and and Benfica to you know create any problems. I think that's relatively one of the more straightforward groups of the entire thing. I agree. So on the group F, we got Villarreal, Manchester United, Atalanta, and Young Boys. Yeah, this is another. This is kind of reminiscent of um, Group C. How a couple of these teams can go and they can go either way. Personally, I think United is going to have just too much quality for the rest of these guys. And I think they're going to finish top of the group. I know Villarreal just won the Europa League, but I'm a big, yeah. I, yeah. 
I'm a big fan of Atalanta. I love the style of football they play. I think it's it's built specifically to keep teams on their back their back heels and teams that aren't defensively as solid as some other teams, such as like I mean, almost like a Juventus or Atletico Madrid. It really catches them off guard. And for that reason, I don't think Villarreal is going to be able to overtake them. I have United finish finishing first with Atalanta in second place, and then Villarreal in third, going to the Europa League. That one, I, I'm kind of with you on that one. I think the deciding factors might sound a little weird. Uh, whoever Young Boys steals points off of it'll be, will be the team that doesn't make I can see that. the knockout rounds. Whoever they can steal a win against or maybe a, a two-draw somewhere along those lines. Mm-hmm. I think Man U's too strong. I think. And when, <laughs> I, when I say that, I basically just mean I think Pogba and Fernandez are going to go lights out yeah. on a couple of teams. Other than go. that, I, I don't feel like whatever. Obviously, they brought in Sancho and uh, Varane, but Atalanta, I, re- I I just love watching. They're just they're, so much They're fun. fantastic. It's, they it's, they it's were the other thing. Cinderella story. Was it last year or the year before that? Was it? Like two years ago, right, I think. Yeah. Trying to yeah, the so, same so time. It almost was like an Ajax-Atalanta final if they had beat, you know, Real think, on the I way up so. or whatever yeah, the hell yeah. it was, you know? It's tough to remember just because of how – PSG. Like, uh, yeah, That's what it was. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But I'm with you. I think Man U, Atalanta go through. Villarreal comes in third. Young Boys fourth. Mm-hmm. We really got to start differing a little bit, man. This isn't even fun. I, to the list I, I know it's it's <laughs> it's tough, but I don't. I think that United is going to lock up that group by match week five. But I think two and three aren't going to be locked up to the last day. I don't. To be with that being said, I don't know what the match schedule looks like, like who's playing who the first round and what it's going to end up being in the last round. I didn't take did, a look did at that. Didn't come out yet. I don't even think it did. I'm I'm not sure. I didn't take a look to be honest with you, but. Um, I, it doesn't matter. I still think it's going to come down to the wire for these guys. I think so too. I, I mean, listen, most, most times you might have one team that goes through right after like match week three or four, mm-hmm. but majority of the time that second spot's always up for grabs very late on. Yeah. Um, group G, I, whew, this is just, we got Lille, mm-hmm. Sevilla, Red Bull Salzburg, and Wolfsburg. Yeah. Literally just flip a, flip a coin. Yeah, I, I think this is actually probably the weakest group of, of all eight. I think it's the closest thing to Group C with, with being the unpredictability aspect of it. Weakest group in terms of just not the typical powerhouse names? No, I think overall, um, Lille, while they won League One last year, three games this season so far, drew two, lost one. One they point out of all. Just on top of the relegation zone at this point. I know yeah. it's early, obviously, but they're 17 out of 20. I mean, you lose your head coach, you sell a few players off. They really yeah. don't look at all. And if Kamavinga, no, Kamavinga is what it's called. But um, my pick to top this group, Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg has had a resurgence over the last year and a half. They were almost being relegated two and a half years ago. Almost mm-hmm. being relegated. Following year, Champions League placement. And now they're right back to it this year where they're in, they're in the top couple couple spots in the Bundesliga. I like the way they look. They got a good back line. And actually, our American friend John Brooks plays for them. Hell yeah, um, baby. Leads I wish he was my line. friend at least. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, think, I think they're the dark horse of this tournament. I think that's the team that if you come up against after the group stages, I think you're going to be surprised at what you see with them. So I actually have them topping the group, followed by Sevilla, followed by Salzburg, and then Lille. Yeah, I don't want to shit on Lille, but the way they've looked, just like you said, I, I don't – there's 
if they continue this run of form, there's no shot they have any chance in this, in this group, without a doubt. This is by far, you might say, the weakest group, but definitely the most competitive. Yep. Not even a yep. question. And they have and turned around quick because it's the first round of matches are like a couple weeks from now. Yeah, uh, and just back to September. Wolfsburg real quick, they're actually top of the Bundesliga right now. Are they? Yeah, they, they're top. They're the only team with two wins from two games so far. What Bayern do? They drew. They someone? they drew their opening match. Huh. Yeah. Would you look at that? Wolfsburg's going on to win the title. They're they're doing it. I'm kind of with you on this one. I actually was going to put Wolf. I don't I don't even know who to put first. Realistically, I think it's a tough I think, one. I think Salzburg and Wolfsburg both go through. Interesting. I like it. I like I take it. Takes Sevilla in third place and Lyon fourth. I really don't forget. Don't Jesse March just came from Salzburg. Do you think it's going to impact them by losing their head coach? Uh, no. Nah, have you seen the way they've been playing in the qualifiers? I have I haven't watched they're them actually, in the qualifiers yet. They're actually they're actually looking pretty good. And Brendan oh, Aronson, another American, was going to shout that out. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> he's been he's been unreal. He actually had two in their last qualifying round to get into the group stage. He had two goals, one in each leg. He's looking great at like pretty much playing that cam role behind. Mm-hmm. Typically, they put up two strikers up front. So I don't know who goes first or second, but I think I think both of them go through. Sevilla comes in close third place, um, and then Leo in last. Obviously, Sevilla could easily go through, but I got to throw a dark horse in there, so I'm going to go south. I like it. That. Got to switch up just a tiny bit here. I like it. The last group, Group H, we have Chelsea, the returning European champions, woot woot, mm-hmm. Juventus, Zenit, and Malmo. Hard, hard. Again, it's kind of this reminds me a little bit of the Bayern and Barcelona group. It's hard to see Chelsea and Juventus not going through. This is that's exactly what I was going to say. Zenit can definitely cause some problems. Malmo, I don't think as much. But Zenit's been in there pretty much majority of the years in the past past couple of Champions League editions. So, yep. Really, I think it's more of about a Chelsea Juventus who comes in first, who comes in second. It'd be kind of cool. I hope Weston does stay Juventus, and then you have Chelsea uh, with Pulisic them them playing each other. That'd be pretty awesome. Hopefully, Weston doesn't come in and break Pulisic's leg on a nice hard tackle. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think I'm in agreement with you. It's going to kind of end up the way Group E did with Bayern and Barcelona, where the kind of the way the draws and the pots came out was, I think, is how it's going to finish. One thing that's going to be interesting for this group is this is a lot of travel. Of all the groups and where they're situated, this might be one of the biggest week in, week out travel groups. England, Italy, Russia, and Sweden are like four different points in the map. Like they are, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of movement for these guys. You got I don't a think northwest, gonna... a southwest, right? Yeah, well, well Italy, Taylor, Taylor, the map. I mean, Moscow. I mean, you know how far St. Petersburg is. That's in you know on the other side of the the continent, basically. Um, and Sweden and Italy are as far north and as far south as you go, basically. For this, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. I still think Chelsea is gonna be too deep for Juventus, especially for Ronaldo leaves. Thomas Tuchel against Allegri though is gonna be a fun. Fun tactical oh, that's gonna be a great matchup to watch and manage yeah. wise. Absolutely. It's uh actually just got an update on my phone too. Real Madrid are closing in on uh Mbappe, so that'll be interesting to watch. I, I saw that I PSG was gonna accept the 200 mil, was it? I didn't I didn't yeah, I didn't see the number, it didn't pop up. I didn't pull down yeah. the banner ad, but yeah, because originally it was like 160 euro, and I think it's 200 euro now they were offering. And PSG's like, well, he's gonna leave for free if we don't do this. So my whole point is always if you're real, like why pay the money? They're worried that he's going to end up changing his mind or get his head turned by somebody else. Because, you know, don't forget there was, there was interest from Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. 
bro. No uh, shot. He's been wanting I, to go to Yale for like four years. I agree. That is a waste of money. Yeah, I, I, I said the same thing. Wait one more year, get him for nothing, and I don't move see him. I, I don't see him making a different decision unless unless they crashed out of Champions League in the group stage, and then on top of that, came in like yeah. sixth place. You wonder why Real Madrid's in financial trouble, right? They're paying $200 million for a guy they can get for free next year. Yeah. I mean, didn't they do like massive upgrades to the stadium too? I think that's where the majority of the debt's coming from. I don't know if it's as much like Barcelona's debts, player wages, like they're way over on those. I don't think Real's is a 116% they said, right? Yeah. Something nuts. Yeah. But I'm with you. I think Chelsea's comes in first, Juventus second. Um, Again, it looks like basically the draw of the, of the pots of the teams. Zenit third, Malmo and fourth. Agreed. But really not too, there's really not too many dark horses in this besides the groups because no. there's no there's no team I see upsetting the powerhouses in those two groups. I thought pots one and two were extremely strong. Mm-hmm. And then I don't see another group outside of there typically coming in unless it's in like a group C where you have Ajax in the pot three, Salzburg and Wolfsburg in pot three and four. Atalanta pot, pot three can be going through. So teams like teams along those lines, maybe, but I don't think there's a, any dark horses that could win the competition. But I, I think, think the there are dark horses that can cause problems. Yeah, the top teams got way too strong. Yeah, in my opinion, like Man City, although obviously missing a striker right now, and figure out the thing with Ronaldo. But yeah, I, mean, I, I think a, I think Ajax or Dortmund could cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. I can see Your them going. Play. Someone, yeah. yeah, I and I think the same thing about Atalanta and Wolfsburg. And those are my, those are my four that I'm like it, they could go through this. It's gonna be tough for them all to go through. Don't get me wrong, because of the groups that they're in. But if they do, that they're not teams you're just gonna want to roll over. Are they teams you're gonna want to see if you're one of the big boys? Of course, absolutely, yeah. But you're, you're, I, you you're, can't yeah, take them lightly. Draw at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, man, I don't know if I. So who do you have winning the whole whole thing? How do you not say PSG, dude? I know. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you what. I'm not just to, to anyone listening, all one person right now. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Chelsea supporter. I think Chelsea's going to repeat. I think, no, I think they make a very deep run. They, yeah. they, the gym, we have two full squads. Yep. That could be playing Champions League football. City right without now. a striker and Mbappe ends up moving on. Chelsea's just, just as strong with them as Lukaku, with Lukaku in that lineup now and with the depth. Plus, we have N'Golo Kante. Kante. So, I, I mean, that, like... That's just... You're almost guaranteed a winner right there. Yeah, you don't even need to put a team out on the field. That guy does the work of 11. <laughs> I do love him, though, dude. And he does it with a smile every time. Do you think it's possible that that PSG... Well, let me, actually, let me rephrase this. If PSG don't win the Champions League this year, does Pochettino keep his job? From what I understand, I don't. I don't pay, I'm not going to say I pay attention to League One dramatically, but I do. Pay, I do pay attention to them and the Pochettino stuff. Him and the board aren't really great friends. Yeah. You just picked up Messi. Granted, Mbappe looks like, from what we're reading right now, actually currently is he's going to be leaving. But still, yeah, Messi, Neymar. If you don't make it to the finals, at the very least. But I think it's a loss, right? At that point. You know, I mean, it's also going to depend on the league, but Lille don't look like they're repeating by any means, and I don't see Monaco or somebody else overtaking there. So, mm-hmm. actually, fun fact, um, according to the coefficients that the Champions League have run up, 
Messi does not play in the top five league anymore. Yeah, I know. Portugal overtook, overtook yep. uh, Farmers France. League. Yeah, Farmers League just, just lost. He could have like 60 goals. It's going to be ridiculous. He might, dude. He actually might. Yeah. I think when, when Neymar is there, though, that's when he typically scored all, uh, uh, his, his club records, right? Well, I mean, his real record records were like in 2011 and 2012 before the big boy showed up when he was breaking. He had the calendar oh, year where he scored like 90 something. 90 something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. I think it was 91. But my, my only problem. My only problem with PSG, picking PSG and and uh, Man City, that neither team has a striker. Icardi's hurt, and even when he's in that lineup, he's not that bullish guy. Now you have, even when you're most physical attacker on that team in the front, in the front whatever is Mbappe, you don't have enough size at all. And City's City has the same exact problem. Messi's not going to be bullying people. Neymar's going to be bullying people. Are they going to dribble to, through most teams? Yeah, probably. When they come up against Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid, who has done it to both teams before in the past, I think they're going to run into a lot of problems. I was, I was surprised when PSG gave up Cavani, in all seriousness. I thought, at the very minimum, he's going to be a good target, man, and, and get the goals you need. And that's my problem with them. And that's why I'm not picking those two to win. It's fair. That's very fair. I mean, yeah, they don't, they don't have a number nine. We're seeing it with Man City. The only reason we never we didn't pick Man City to win the league right now is because they don't have a striker. They don't have the Harry Kane. They don't have the Ronaldo. Well, I, I picked right him, but now. that was a mistake. <laughs> well, you're an idiot then. What can I tell you? I thought they were going to get Kane. <laughs> you're wrong. It's I, I can see I can I can very much see your justification of that without a doubt. There's it's so huge. We look at it. Look, I mean, I hate what Chelsea did to City last year three times in, in what a month and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I hate bringing them up constantly just because obviously we're fans of them. But like, mm-hmm. look at the difference between when we had Werner and then just one game with Lukaku mm-hmm. and how massive having that guy up front is like that. It changed the whole complexity of your your offense. You can you can roll balls into the channel behind them. You can play it to his feet. You you don't have to play that intricate football to get out of out of the zone. You can hit a break when you need to because you're gonna have the pace to to back mm-hmm. it up. Plus the physicality that you look at this guy in the face and you're just like, he's going to fucking kill me. He's, he's gigantic. He is a scary guy. That's Pablo Mari. Yeah. All right. So follow up to that then. Do you see one of these teams dropping down to the Europa league and winning? And who do you think that would be? Ooh, that's a good question. Actually. That's a very good question. I mean, Villarreal just did it. Mm-hmm. Easily could do it again. Um, I think it's going to be Leipzig. Fika typically goes pretty far. Lebs, ooh, it'd be a great choice. Or even Porto. Damn, there's yeah. so many teams that could drop down. That could, yep. That's a tough one. I, 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 would, I would go personally with Leipzig. I think it's pretty much locked up. They're, they're going to finish three. Porto and AC Milan are – it depends on who goes through, but one of them would be – would be the pick, of course. I would take well, actually here. I'll put it this way. I have Inter going out because I have Shakhtar over them. So I'll take Inter. In Not a bad one. That's tough though, man. There really, yeah. really is no easy solution at all. I'm gonna go with Red Bulls. The Red Bulls. The 16 of them that they have lined up all across yeah, the world. Yeah. <laughs> I love when Mike brought that up last week. That was great. <laughs> He's sitting in a bar right now. Yeah, jealous. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Toss as many digs in there as possible as we can. Yep. Damn straight. But um 
Well, yeah, what else do we want to cover? I mean, we have 12 Americans in the group. Uh, if you want to read them off real quick and go through the through the guys. And go ahead. The majority of them get a pretty good amount of time. You got Christian Pulisic, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, scored in the semifinals last last year, played in the finals. Um, Gio Reyna pretty much starts week in, week out for Dortmund. Plays a large role. Sergio Desk, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, John Brooks. They're all starters on their respective team. Uh, McKinney, you know, he's fighting for time, actually. I don't, I don't want to say he's guaranteed. But yeah, we'll see if he goes to Tottenham, too, because apparently they opened yeah. uh, contract negotiations. Uh, from what I saw, actually, re- uh, even more recently, just right a couple hours ago, um, they only want a loan deal. But, again, it's just interesting. Cool I'm seeing it out there, so don't have to be right. Um, Brendan Aronson, starter. Tim Weah probably starts 50 to 75% of the games over there. Yeah. Stefan, obviously behind Ederson. Jordan Folk for young boys, he's typically a starter for them. He's actually been scoring a decent amount of goals as well. Uh, Chris Richards on Bayern, obviously trying to get a move away right now. Uh, from there alone, or even a permanent move with a buyback clause. So, don't know if he'll be staying there. And then Owen, uh, I always butcher this guy's name, with Asawi. Uh, he just moved from uh, Wolves and over mm-hmm. to uh, Bruges. So, he'll be starting as well. So, you're looking at probably like nine to 10 guys that typically will be making into the first team. Yeah. Getting Champions League time right now. It's a good time to be an American in Europe. Yeah, man, their depth is getting insane right now. Yeah. Like looking at Look, the, the more guys the we get line. over there at that at that pedigree level, the better. It, as my, it's great to see all these young kids playing in the MLS or you know wherever wherever they may be playing their trade. But there's a reason they go overseas. Yeah, until you get to Europe, you're not going to hit the levels of of some of these other nation uh, these other nations until you're playing in these leagues. That's why South Americans come there. That's why North Americans go there. African nations like you got to be playing in Europe. And every every year we see that number go up is is just just great for us mm-hmm. great for the fans great for the country yeah no dude when we got the roster release today it was the most i excited i've been probably since like we got knocked out of the world cup i meant to ask you actually did you expect it to be that strong did you expect that many big name players like all of the guys to come through what do you mean just that because like Dest is on there mckenny's on there pulisic's on there like everyone that you like if you had to go oh, to the world to. cup right now that's the lineup i would bring basically did you expect everyone to be on there? I mean, barring a few injuries that we do have out there, like Musa's not in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny, but Zardes played his ass off in that gold cup. So <laughs> yeah, he's not, yeah, he's yeah. not in there right now. Chris Richards mitched out. Uh, my only two snubs, r- realistically, were Julian Green, because he's back in the Bundesliga. He's playing pretty well. I thought he should have went over uh, rolled on. Everyone's bitching about Tim Ream being in there whatever he's old need the experience especially in these world cup qualifiers concaf's a different animal from what some of these guys have seen so i think having him there for experience is really good um walker zimmerman i thought eh him and richards could have been swapped out potentially but from what it looked like at least and what how i analyzed it was burhalter pretty much if you had transfer stuff that going on hoppy richards you didn't get called up if you had a not somewhat of a knock and you did questionable to be healthy. You mm-hmm. didn't get called up. And if you, all those Zimmerman did, which is ironic, but yeah. Um, so if you had, yeah, or, or you weren't getting enough club time, you really, you really didn't get called up. Yeah. That's what I kind of assumed from that, from the 26 that I saw on, on that, on that list. If you, a couple of guys that stand out gold cups, Sands, Robinson, Turner, they're all there. I think respectively. So too, I think they deserve it. I'm curious what kind of formations we're going to be playing because we only had Yedlin, Desk, and Robinson, to my knowledge, it looks like for fullbacks. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious. I think we're going to, I think we're probably going to be using more wingbacks and going a three center back 
the entire time. Kind of a three, four, three, because with Pulisic and, and Reina and, excuse me, and Robinson and all these guys, you, you, I think you have to play a front three with the talent that we yeah. have in our Which forward line. I want to see, I want to see Reina get drop into yeah. the game rule so bad for it's us. It's also funny year. though, too, because historically speaking, like United States in the past like world cups and what have you, we've been lacking in the front and we have been stronger in defense, you mm-hmm. know, especially when you had Tim Howard back there. Now I think it's the exact opposite. Our, our, we're strongest going forward than in comparison to our, our defense. Yeah, Granted, we're much better pressing team than what we used to be. Yes. People like Rob, uh, Robinson and the other, and you know, and Brooks has definitely come into his own over the last couple of years and it's definitely improved, but it's just, it's just funny to see the metamorphosis that this team has had over the last decade of where, to where they are now. Not even decade, three years. Yeah. Complete, yeah. Honestly, no, since Klinsman left. Shift. Complete yeah. shift. It, it's been nuts. Like we kicked out the majority of anyone over 28 to 30. Which was needed though. Well, yeah, hundred percent. They didn't, yeah. they, they were not up to the quality in this, in the par that like, you know, we're looking for at this point. And we just took it like every young kid go to Europe. We'll see in three years and we'll figure it out then. And that's what they pretty much did. And they're, it's, it's, it's working, succeeding. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, we have what Canada, Honduras and El Salvador, correct? Yeah. Yep. Canada's at home. The Anything less than seven, seven points, I think is a, is a failure. So yeah, far, and, I don't, I don't, and I don't even think we should even get seven. I think we, I think those are all three yes. winnable games. Uh, Davies isn't going to play for Canada. Your best players out the door. At that he, point, was he hurt? Wasn't he injured? He was. Well, he was injured during um, the, the was the Nations League, possibly. Uh, yeah, whatever. All I know is I saw a picture on him of Twitter recently, and he looked absolutely yoked. I don't oh, know yeah, if Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich does that to people, bro. <laughs> I don't know what they feed their players up there. I really, I have no idea. But guys go there looking like twigs, and they come out and you see a photo, and you're like, "My good lord, what steroids are you taking?" Yeah, remember uh, it was a Nicholas. Sule, or was it, or was it him, Lewandowski, Lewandowski. Like, a few of them? Yeah. I was like, God damn, like, I kind of want those arms. Yep. Uh, let's see. Actually, I got it right here. I'll tell you in a second whether Davies is going to be on that lineup because that's a, that's a big, a big miss. Yeah, no, he's playing. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Hate to see it. Hate to see it. That game's in Nashville. Though, gonna shred that's, us. Pre- that's primo, like USA, anywhere in that Midwest area. Yeah, like we're good. Dude, I mean, he's really he's good like, player. um, remember when you were a kid and you played like either like literally like like literally baseball, right? And let's say you play you played travel ball and you were an outfielder, but the moment you got to little league, you were like, we're just gonna pitch you're the pitcher, pitch stop, play lead off. That's Davies for Canada. It's like you play left back for Bayern, but you're just gonna be striker when you play for our national team. Yeah, you want you want to just take the number ten jersey? <laughs> yeah, <team>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I know exactly. It's funny because there's a little league world series on now. Every every kid that's yeah. really good, the best guy, pitcher and shortstop every single time. Always, always. That's funny. But that's all I yeah, got. Man. What uh I don't really have too much more in the Champions League. I mean, we get uh, we can only go so far at the group stage, you can't really predict too much else because obviously the knockout rounds are mm-hmm. drawn completely different than most tournaments. So but that's all I got. Yeah, I think uh PSG has a chance, Man City a legit chance, Chelsea a legit chance, and then Bayern. Probably my top four that I would think I can actually take home the trophy. Yeah, I agree. You can never count Bayern out. No, literally every single year they're just in there. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm pretty much do it for us, man. Uh, it's another episode of Sunday League Screamers Podcast. Like, comment, and hit the bell to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the SL Screamers underscore pod for daily tweets, 
updates about the show, world football, Premier League, and United States men's national team. I'm your host of today's show, Steve McCutcheon, along with Vito Anazelli, signing off. Take it easy, guys. See you next week.